It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Rossetti back with you guys here on the Tuesday edition, brought to you, of course, by our friends at BuiltBar.com, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And if you want to try it for yourself, just go to BuiltBar.com, use our special promo code LOCKEDON, and you get $10 off your first order. It's as simple as that. Hope you guys had a great Memorial Day weekend. I just kind of relaxed a little bit, um, just enjoyed some of the time to myself, but I hope all you guys out there, all you guys and gals had fun with your friends, family, whatever you did. Hope you guys are safe and doing well, and hope you guys are ready to move forward here with another week of the podcast and just moving forward with life in general. And again, hope you guys are staying safe, taking care of yourselves and each other. We're going to roll through here. We're going to talk a little bit about some season projections from the worldwide leader. ESPN unveiled their season projections, chances to win the Super Bowl, things like that. So we're going to look at how they look at the Carolina Panthers in terms of Super Bowl chances um, and on the flip side, chances to get the number one draft pick because, I mean, let's be honest, the Panthers are probably closer to landing the number one draft pick uh, than they are to win a Super Bowl. But if we scroll through here, we take a look now at the, uh, well, for starters, there is an NFC South team, of course, you know, just to, you know, touch on that and uh, where the Panthers kind of stand in the division. Uh, The New Orleans Saints are obviously one of the the favorites in terms of ESPN's FPI, their football power index. In fact, the Saints are the highest NFC team coming in at number three overall with a 13% 13% chance at winning the Super Bowl. As the two teams above them, both coming from the AFC, and it's not really surprising that these two are the top two teams. They are, of course, the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs at 21%, and then last year's number one seed in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens at 17%, and then it's the 49ers at 12%, and then the Cowboys at 5%. But then when we look now at the excuse me at the Carolina Panthers, they actually come in with the uh, number 29 on their uh, 2020 season power rankings. They are projecting them with just about five and a half wins and actually only a seven percent chance to uh, to even reach the playoffs. Uh, they only have three teams. Below or ranked below the Carolina Panthers, uh, especially in terms of projected wins. They're pretty much right there with the Cincinnati Bengals at number 30, also projected 5.6 wins. But they actually give the Bengals a slightly better chance at making the playoffs than the Panthers at 8%. And, you know, part of that part of that has to do, I would imagine, with uh, the AFC being a little bit weaker uh, overall than the NFC. I mean, obviously, you know, you look at the top five, as we just talked about, three of those are from the NFC, and then the Eagles are actually uh, at number six. Uh, and then the 
they even ranked the Seahawks at seven, Bucks at eight. So, you know, the, the NFC is more top heavy than the AFC. So it's a little bit of an easier path for some of these AFC teams to reach the playoffs. And of course, you also factor in uh, now that there are seven playoff teams on each side rather than six. So uh, there's uh, there's that factor as well. But the Panthers are pretty much right there with the Bengals, uh, 29 and 30. Then the Redskins at 31, uh, 5.5 projected win, 6% chance to reach the playoffs. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars they have coming in at number 32, uh, sh- 4.9 projected wins on only a 4% chance of making the playoffs. And in fact, one of the pieces they have is, you know, is Trevor Lawrence destined for Jacksonville? So just, this uh, just kind of talks about some of the some of the top teams that have the best chance at the number one pick in next year's draft. And they actually give Jacksonville a 23% chance of landing the number one pick which of course would would mean that Trevor Lawrence would become the next Jaguars quarterback. Uh, and then the Washington Redskins they have is the next highest with a 13% chance. You know, so they doesn't look like they have those numbers, but uh, I, th- I think you could pretty much compare where, where the Panthers stand in that sense. So I would say maybe if I had to guess their percentage, maybe about a 10% chance the Panthers have at the... Uh, at the number one pick, because again, they they pretty much have the Panthers, especially with projected wins. Uh, if the Redskins are at a thirteen percent chance of the number one pick, then uh, and the Panthers and Bengals are right there. You're probably talking uh, ESPN's giving them about a ten to tw- uh, ten to twelve percent chance to land the number one overall pick. So, I mean, the odds uh, the odds obviously I would say are are very good that the Panthers could end up with a top five pick in next year's draft, um, especially if they only win, like, say, uh, four four or five games. That might land them. I mean, you know, we just saw in, in the 2020 draft, the Miami Dolphins won five games, and they still ended up with the number five pick. So five wins could still land them a top five, and, you know, depending on who's there, that could be your quarterback of the future. I mean, let's let's look at this for a second. Let let's pretend for a minute. I guess we're going to shift now to 2021 draft talk again. Uh, but let's pretend that the bottom five here on their rankings are, say, the top five picks. Okay, or even if we want to flip, looking at uh, the projected wins. Let's say the top five in the draft: uh, the Jaguars, the Redskins, the Bengals, the Panthers. And then let's put the Giants in there because they actually have uh, fewer projected wins than the two teams they're actually ahead of, the Dolphins and the Lions. But either way, um, we're looking right now with the fourth pick for the Panthers. So let's say that's that's the scenario. Well, we know Jacksonville is is going to take Trevor Lawrence or would take Trevor Lawrence in that scenario. Washington would be intriguing. You know, they obviously passed on the quarterback in this year's draft when there was. Some rumblings from you know people, you know, depending who you talk to, that Tua Tagovailoa could have been an option for them. Cincinnati, we know, obviously, is not taking a quarterback. They now that they've taken Joe Burrow, they're gonna go either a wide receiver, you know, could, someone like Jamar Chase, or maybe they get uh, some tackle help with uh, Penai Sewell. So Justin Fields. 
could be there. You know, depending on what the Redskins would do uh, with this projected number two pick. Would they take Justin Fields? Would the Panthers trade up for Justin Fields? You know, that would that would be an interesting scenario to, to watch play out. Would would the Redskins try to auction off that number two pick, knowing that it could very well be a team trading up for Justin Fields? Again, especially if the Jaguars are sitting there with Trevor Lawrence and end up taking them. You know, that's that's why it's gonna be really interesting if a team like, say, you know, obviously the Bengals, you know, what what happens if the Bengals get the number one pick again? They can get a King's Ransom for that pick uh, for Trevor Lawrence. That's why I would love to see if, uh, I think it would be really fun if a team that has a quarterback in place, or so we think, lands that number one pick and is debating what they're going to do. Uh, between keeping their quarterback and trading the pick or taking Trevor Lawrence. Um, As far as the Panthers' chances of getting the number one pick, you know, again, we talk about probably a 10 to 12% chance of getting that pick. Now, like I've said before, I don't necessarily think the Panthers are number one draft pick bad because there's obviously some talent on this roster. I mean... You know, I, I think this offense is going to score enough points that they could probably steal some of these games just off that. Even if their defense is bad, which, by the way, I found an article on uh, Touchdown Wire where they ranked all the defenses. And the Panthers actually came in at number 30 on that list ahead of only, I believe, the Jaguars and the Bengals. You know, which is understandable, I guess. You know, yes, they added some talented pieces in the draft, but we've still got to watch them develop, obviously. So they've got a lot of proving to do. But the offense, I think, is going to score some points, you know, that they could win some of these games against, say, you know, maybe Washington Week 16. They could steal that one. You know, maybe the Raiders. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if they steal that Week 1 game against the Raiders because with the way this offseason is, we don't know... When teams are going to be fully at their uh, at their training facility, we don't know when these teams are going to get full practices in. So you take that into consideration. We don't know how the preseason is going to be, and then we we take into take into consideration that the Raiders are making that cross country trip. You know, when we know the story of how West Coast teams aren't necessarily the greatest in these East Coast one o'clock. Uh, one o'clock Eastern games. So you take all that into consideration. And like I said, the, the Panthers, you know, with their offense, they could score some points and the Raiders are going to have a lot of new faces. And uh, a guy like Henry Ruggs is still going to be integrated into the offense. You know, it would not surprise me if the Panthers steal uh, this week one game against the Raiders. And, you know, it, it could be games like that results like that, that, keep the Panthers from getting this number one pick. You know, if they beat teams like the Lions later in the season, who, you know, a lot are, um, I mean, even ESPN in these rankings here, actually that's the team that's right above the Panthers at 28, is the Detroit Lions. Although, funnily enough, the ESPN actually gives the Panther or gives the Lions actually more than double the chance to make the playoffs than the Panthers. They give the Lions actually a 17% chance and they're actually a whole win pr- uh, more projected 
You know, the Lions at 6.6 projected wins, Panthers at 5.6, and a 17% versus 7% chance at making the playoffs. Again, I think that has to do with uh, the the division that these teams are in. Obviously, you know, the NFC North is a little bit weaker on paper than the NFC South. I mean, there's, there's people here talking about the Chicago Bears as one of the worst teams in the NFL. Like, I've seen some rankings that have the Bears as, like, the second or third worst team, if if not the worst. I think I might have even found a ranking where the Bears are the worst team in the league, if not like second or third. And that's another game that the Panthers could steal that could play into the the draft order. You know, the, the Panthers and the Bears, and that would uh, that would really be another interesting scenario if we're talking. You know, these quarterbacks in 2021, if the Bears end up with a higher pick than. The, uh, the Panthers, because we obviously know the Bears are going to be in the market f- for a quarterback next year. They obviously are growing frustrated with Mitchell Trubisky. They you know shipped a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles, but um, hard to think Nick Foles is going to be the future there. So if the Panthers are behind the Bears, you know if the Panthers beat the Bears in the regular season and end up behind them in the draft order, that's going to be uh, you know a significant result and a significant domino effect when we get to this 2021 draft. So, I mean, there, there's games on here where if we're starting to look ahead to next year's draft, um, and I've, I've, you know, I've touched on this before, but it's, I think it's interesting to bring up again, you know, again, with, with ESPN doing these, uh, these projections, it's interesting to, you know, kind of think, think of these scenarios and the teams that the Panthers are going to be facing that they could beat and almost kind of play their way out of, one of these top quarterbacks. Now, these aren't the only two quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft, or the only two good quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft. I mean, there's some other intriguing options. You look at Kellen Mond of Texas A&M has a lot of intrigue. You look at uh, Jamie Newman of Georgia. Uh, Sam Ellinger is going to be uh, is going to be talked about a bit. I think out of Texas, Tanner Morgan is a guy that I watched uh, not too long ago. That I think has uh, has some intrigue to him as well, um, but you know I don't know if he's a first round quarterback yet, but he could develop into a solid quarterback. You see, you see the way that he's kind of kind of taking control already of that Minnesota offense, and I think he's going to be you know another fun one to watch. Um, I'll just just kind of a random note too. I'll throw this name out too. If you watch Minnesota this year. Uh, you know, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Keep an eye on number 78, their right tackle, Daniel Falele. He is six foot. If you guys haven't heard this name and, and seen this player, I mean, if you go check him out, you're in for a treat just, just because of the size. He's listed six foot nine, 400 pounds. I'm, I'm not kidding about that. He is lit. If you. Check him out on the school's website. That is what you will see. Six foot nine and four hundred pounds. He's actually from Melbourne, Australia, and he actually had you know he does have a rugby background coming from Australia. He actually didn't start playing uh, American football until high school, and he's actually only going to be a junior this year. But I tell you what, that that kid, he he moves pretty well for four hundred pounds. I mean he. And he's a mauler. Look, obviously he's going to have his limitations in the passing game. I mean, if you get a speed rusher on him, he's pretty much done. 
because he, he doesn't have that athletic ability. But I mean, look, we're obviously not expecting a 400-pound right tackle to keep up with a 250-pound edge rusher, which is why, you know, obviously there's some concern uh, when he does get into the NFL is how is he going to take on all these uh, all these big guys. I mean, j- imagine him against Von Miller. That could be a nightmare, nightmare waiting to happen. But in the run game, I mean, he gets his hands on you. Good, good luck getting off him because he, he is very powerful. So that that's just the name, just a random name to keep because I was, you know, checked him out the other day. So that's just a name to to think about. But going back to the quarterbacks, I mean, like I said, there's some interesting. And Trey Lance, I didn't even talk about Trey Lance yet. You know, when obviously all the hype is starting around this kid. I mean, for good reason. I mean, look, if you guys haven't seen this kid, all you got to do is look at the numbers and you know that he's a pretty darn good quarterback. I mean, it's not every day. I don't care what school you play for. If you go an entire season without throwing a single interception... You're pretty darn good. And as a starting quarterback playing every game, you go an entire season without throwing an interception. That's pretty darn impressive. And that's what Trey Lance did last season. Now, I saw a tweet from Jordan Reed earlier today, and it's a very interesting note. It was him saying about uh, he wants to see how Trey Lance kind of bounces back from adversity because he really didn't see a lot of it. Uh, last season, which I mean, it's kind of hard to face adversity when you're not throwing interceptions, you know, so we didn't get a chance to see that. So when he does throw that interception or that for those first couple of interceptions, how is he going to bounce back from that? That's definitely going to be, you know, so I agree with Jordan there. That's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting, th- uh, interesting thing to watch when we look at these quarterbacks for next season. So, I mean, you know, that's just kind of the early start and, you know, where the Panthers might, uh, might be looking if they want to go quarterback for next season. Because look, you know, Teddy Bridgewater will be entering his second year with the Panthers. But as we've talked about, they can get out of that contract uh, pretty cleanly, actually. It wouldn't really cost them much to uh, to get out of it. It's almost basically like a two-year deal, the way they set this up uh, for Teddy Bridgewater. So there's nothing stopping them from moving on from Bridgewater after 2021 and getting your quarterback of the future for uh, for 2022 and then e- even if you want to play Bridgewater in 22 get your quarterback develop him for a year and then uh, let him loose in uh, in 23 or de- draft him next year develop him during 21 and he becomes your starter in 22 whatever whatever the game plan is like I said there's a lot of intriguing options um, but a lot of it obviously has to do with where the Panthers end up drafting I mean if they end up with a guy like Justin Fields I think Panthers fans should be very happy about that because we know Fields is uh, a tremendous, a tremendous quarterback, and then of course the crown jewel is if they somehow land the number one pick, and they get Trevor Lawrence, and then all of a sudden, I think uh, I think their problems are solved because I mean, boom, that's your obviously your I wouldn't even say biggest weakness, but I mean you get that franchise quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I mean we know how uh, we've seen how teams' fortunes have changed if they draft the right quarterback. So if they somehow get Trevor Lawrence, then that uh, this rebuilding process will have been sped up by years. So we'll, we'll see what happens. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I think that's a good ramble for now. Uh, I appreciate you guys as always tuning in. Uh, before we jump out of here, of course, I do got to give a shout out to our friends at BuiltBar.com. Uh, the best tasting protein bar out there. I've said to you guys many times before, and I'm not kidding, like, these are very tasty because, like I said, uh, these are protein bars that give you that nutrition, you know, 20 grams of protein in some of these bars, Uh, not a lot of fat, not a lot of calories, uh, but they have that high fiber and all that good stuff, and so, and and they taste great because they use pure chocolate, so there's a lot of different flavors between the peanut butter, between uh, all that good stuff, so... Shout out to Built Bar. Thanks for their support. And if you want to support them as well and save a little bit of money on your end, just use our special promo code Locked On, and you get $10 off your first order. I mean, $10, $10 is a good bit of money, right? $10 gets you, you know, a few cups of coffee or lunch or whatever. So save a little bit of money there and pay for that while getting these great tasting uh, protein bars. So again, BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on gets you $10 off your first order. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So with that, I'm going to hop out here. Thanks so much for spending some of your Tuesday with me. I will see you tomorrow right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.